Hi, welcome back to episode 17 of our A to Z podcast about coronavirus around the world. Today's letter is Q, and we've chosen Qatar. As of today, there are 1,832 confirmed cases, 131 recovered cases, and four deaths. Its population is 2.8 million people. It's located in the northeast of the Arabian Peninsula. In fact, the economy of Qatar is one of the richest in the world based on GDP per capita, ranking between fifth and seventh on world rankings. Amid growing fears of over the spread of the virus, Qatar has banned entry of foreigners after suspending all incoming flights for the next two weeks. On Tuesday, Qatar announced the closure of all shops and bank branches, except for food stores and pharmacies because those are necessary places. 80% of government employees were also ordered to work from home. Additionally, Qatar said it would deploy mobile patrols and set up checkpoints after enacting a ban on Saturday on all gatherings to contain the spread of the coronavirus. The Supreme Committee for Crisis Management said a hotline would be opened for people to report breaches of the ban and that violators would be arrested. One thing that did spark controversy was that the Saudi Arabia-based journalist posted on Twitter saying that Qatar had known about the existence of COVID-19 since 2015. Earlier this month, she accused Doha of paying billions to China to grow the virus. She also coined the Twitter hashtag Qatar is Corona, which has now been used hundreds of times on the platform. Al Materi stated that the country was spreading the virus in order to damage both the UAE's upcoming Expo 2020 and Saudi Arabia's future plans to diversify into a post-oil economy. That's certainly uh, an, an, an interesting claim. Um, we've heard speculation about China developing this as a biological warfare method, but I didn't realize that there were people who believed that other, first of all, that other countries were in on it, and second of all, that they had been planning this since 2015. I've definitely heard the speculations and the rumors, but just seeing someone put it into text and broadcast it all over social media makes it seem that makes it seem a little more scary, honestly. I'm not sure if I completely believe the um, allegations, but I guess at this point, there's no way to be sure. I mean, in my opinion, I'm not sure if I agree with it either, but this speculation does show that there, like the feud between um, the public and social media versus the government. And we've seen this in earlier episodes where there's a spread of false information or the truth that the government is trying to stop for various reasons, which we don't know. So, yeah. And right now, as we can see, that it was a Saudi Arabia-based journalist who said that Qatar was doing this in an attempt to foil Saudi Arabia's plans to diversify in a post-oil economy. So clearly, other nations are sort of jumping onto these allegations and using it to sort of battle each other. So I think that's where it becomes an issue. Not the fact that they're um, targeting the country that did it, honestly. It's the fact that they're kind of using this as a way to start up um, more um, 
more conflicts in a time where we really just don't need that right now. We don't need countries fighting each other. We need them all to be unified to fight the coronavirus. Um, well, in addition to this, Qatar has come under attack from Twitter bots, Twitter bot accounts that blame the country for the coronavirus outbreak. In January and February, numerous fake Twitter profiles advanced the theory that Qatar was responsible for spreading the virus to Argentina. The accounts have since been suspended. The disinformation campaign has also targeted Qatar's labor camps, institutions common in Gulf nations, which house thousands of low-paid migrant workers. One Saudi newspaper has published a number of stories about the outbreak of COVID-19, affecting hundreds of people in the industrial areas outside Doha, where many of Qatar's 1.9 million migrant workers live. And other information suggests that Qatar's labor camps are being locked down by authorities and workers with coronavirus concentrated inside them are in conditions that deny them basic human rights. And also according to another report, hundreds of construction workers now have the virus amid this global pandemic and Qatar's policy of concentrating the people together in squalid, overcrowded camps enables this virus to spread so quickly. So this is similar to um, those uh, labor camps in Qatar, similar to the slums found in both um, countries like India and Pakistan that we've mentioned previously. And when they're housing thousands of low-paid migrant workers, it's suffice to say that um, they won't have the sanitation needed and just overcrowding in general makes an entire um, area that much more unsanitary. And so... I think that even though it was disinformation campaign, I don't think it would be that unlikely to believe considering the conditions that they are facing right now. So I think that the government should certainly watch out for how coronavirus affects these camps and they should stay vigilant and ensure that they are doing what they need to to maybe even focus um, more on these areas that are that have a higher likelihood of um getting contaminated by corona. And also one other thing that I wanted to bring up is Qatar Airlines. It's a very famous airline that many people use while traveling abroad. But because of the cancellation of flights and because people aren't supposed to go out to a different country and they're supposed to stay within their house, airlines are definitely losing money. And Qatar Airlines definitely as well, which is why airline prices are so cheap currently. So this can also affect the economy. Yes, and that's an issue that we're seeing with many countries. So that, once again, is another trend. Um, looking at countries like Barbados, who relies so much on uh, on uh, tourism, Qatar might not rely that much on tourism itself, um, but their airline is definitely a big part of their uh of their economy too seeing just how famous it is and how much revenue it probably brings in so and i think adding on and to add on to that it's also about the lasting effects of coronavirus because even once these travel bans are lifted and the airlines start working again i'm scared that many people will be just too afraid to take risks like that right now and it'll be a few months at least before people start getting comfortable with the idea of travel 
and traveling to other nations. So I think that economies um, like Barbados and the airline companies in Qatar, they'll see the the effects of the coronavirus much longer than the pandemic might actually last. Well, that's it for today's podcast on Qatar. Join us next time to find out what country we choose to explore for the next letter in our series, R. This is Sophia. This is Vina. See you next time.